morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. Our sponsor for this first half is Odd Moe's Pizza. And Mike's so amazing. He actually brought us in pizza, the Green Monster, and Poppers last week. And so they apparently, did, I don't have to remind you about the recap for last they week. They did not last long. <laughs> oh, man. oh, my goodness. We ate that pizza. Well, the Poppers didn't make it past the studio door. <laughs> and then there was like half the pizza left, and then we demolished it. And you put a great picture really up quick. on Facebook holding the pizza. Oh, thank yeah. you, Mike, for the pizza. That oh, my was, gosh. Was so it was fun. so delicious. So thank you, Mike. So make sure you guys show him your appreciation as well because he makes it possible for. For us to broadcast to you guys. So go get some lunch or dinner at Oddmo's Pizza. And we have a returning guest. We today. do. Scott, welcome back. Well, thank you. It was great being on the show last time. So we'll see where this fun goes. <laughs> well, I know that I got, I personally, I think Amanda did too, lots of positive feedback about your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will clarify something for the listeners. Um, there was a show planned to air the week after Scott, but there yes. was a weird glitch in the mm-hmm. system. So you got like two weeks in a row. You got Scott two weeks well, in a row. So I didn't put you to sleep the second time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not Well, we are so excited to have you back. And, yes, um, welcome back. Uh, so you already started the recap. Yes. So we had Marianne McNally and Mike from Oddmo's Pizza join us last week, and it was amazing. It was fun to have our two sponsors in studio with us. It was us. a pretty light-hearted interview, it, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Oh, reversed it on you. Oh, look oh, at you. Oh, oh, oh. no. <laughs> Yeah, I just loved when Marianne was talking about her dad. Yeah, me too. And and I've I've started reading the book. I've finished it, but it was the what she was sharing was stuff that's not in the book. Right. And I think that was so impressive is so here's this guy Fritz. And for those that haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen. And if you want the book, um, you can contact us. We can tell you how to get the book. But Marianne's father is is in Astoria. Mm-hmm. During the 1930s, and Fritz, at 10 years old, is pulled into Hitler's youth. And the book does a great job of really kind of putting in perspective. Like we sit here and look at how horrible it was, right? But Germany was at the ashes of World War One, and this these youth are going, "Hey, this guy can get us back to a good nation again." Mm-hmm. And so Fritz gets sucked into Hitler's youth. And by the time Fritz is 19, he's been in this little youth group for nine years, and he finally gets a chance to go to battle and he heads off to France when we're invading Normandy and Marianne's dad is parachuting in behind enemy lines. So crazy. And and they they were actually at the Battle of Bulge at the same time. They didn't shoot each other but they were there at the same time. But then 60 years later they decided to bring these survivors together. So they mm-hmm. had five Americans and they invited five Germans but only one German showed up and it was Fritz. Yeah. That story was... How terrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the one guy looks across the table as if this was 60 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Fritz is like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, it was amazing to hear her talk about her dad and just her passion about it as well. And she looked amazing. She's Can I just really say that? She's looking really She good. looked really, really, really good because she's battling cancer mm-hmm. right now. Um, and she looked really well. Yeah. Well, I did ask her, and for those that go back to the podcast, it's super easy to find the podcast for that show because I asked her to, at work, She when she was here, she was wearing those fatigues. Mm-hmm. So she took a picture wearing the fatigues, but with the HomeSmart Realty logo in the background. Oh, brilliant. So that's how you can find that podcast, yeah. well, but wearing the fatigues. Um, and I did tell her after the show, next March, I'm going to go with 
Frank Dixon and do the Bataan Death March. Oh, yeah. Now, her father was on the European front, not not the Pacific. Right. Um, but I'm going to do this death march in honor of her dad. Oh, that's so awesome. 26.2 miles with oh, a my pack goodness. on my back. But her dad went through a whole lot worse than that. Oh, yeah. When you put it into perspective like that, it's like, okay, if he can do that, then this is the least I can do. Yeah. Not the least. I mean, I'm, that's going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> well, Frank is... Best of luck to you. Frank is 20 years younger than I am, and he said his legs were exhausted. So I'm going to start training right now. Right now now yesterday <laughs> yeah well i decided to circle back to something that scott said last time he was here okay and i'll probably say it wrong but you were saying when you go to england you like to have um is it caught caught it caught clotted <laughs> just like wait, tea. wait for tea. You to this. i'm gonna butcher it something tea and scones yeah yeah cream tea and cream cream cotted cream and, and you're right i did yeah. butcher it and you know the other thing it's just like we have um like we talked about it last time things i enjoy to eat and one of them is the English breakfast uh, and actually here on the coast they have a, a little restaurant called Nana's it's in Newport in Newport yeah. yeah and it's an Irish um, pub restaurant and they have a full Irish breakfast it's exactly the same as English <laughs> breakfast really so I go and enjoy this and and what it is it's it, it's and, and when people see it they go well, what the that's a that's just like a, a cardiac uh, arrest right there on the plate. <laughs> it's but it's baked you have baked beans uh, fried bread. Now, if you haven't had... I mean, I think the Southerners fried? have fried bread, but it's not more of like this puffy stuff. Okay. But fried bread, it's like sliced bread, and then you cook it in the bacon fat that you've wow, had. Wow, it is and a cardiac arrest. It- <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it's delicious. And then you have like eggs, and then you have mushrooms, and tom- fried tomatoes just the- on it. Fried tomatoes are really good. Tomatoes. 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 Uh, I said it wrong. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. tomatoes sausages. Uh, bacon. And the bacon rashes are are like not the thin like we have it's these thick rashes of bacon and then the thing i love that tops it off that my wife just turns her nose up at is it's called black pudding and it's uh it's what i think they call here is blood sausage oh yeah i've heard of it but it's different it's like just this anyway it's delicious (laughs) (laughs) the thing is i always tell people don't think about what it is Just enjoy it. I, I have actually been to Nana's in Newport, and one of my favorites is Bangers and Mash. Yes, yes. So tell me what, ex- what bangers, exactly is Bangers, bangers and Mash. And a Scotch eggs, if you... Oh, Scotch... See, now you're getting me. <laughs> Look at He's getting all... I'm he's... getting hungry. <laughs> but Scotch... So Bangers and Mash really is just... The, it's a very traditional English, and so you always see it in the pubs here, bangers and mash, bang, you know, or the English. But it's really just sausages with mashed potatoes and gravy and onions, really, is what that is. And then whatever yeah, else you might want to throw. But, yeah. So I pride myself on being, like, half Italian. And I got my four-leaf clover tattooed oh. on me for good luck and everything. And then I did my DNA, and I'm 6%. Oh, you're right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my wife, did, she's Portuguese. She did one of those tests, and she was convinced that she was completely Portuguese. But once she came back, no, there was a lot of, there's a, there was a high percentage of Portuguese, but there's a lot of percentage of, a lot of other things. things, yeah. too, things. Yeah. I think we're all, I think I've got some Irish in me somewhere, most probably some Viking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, anyone, one, one of my favorite scenes from the movie Braveheart. Have uh-huh. you seen the movie Braveheart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite scenes is when 
when the king thinks he's got these perfect allies, so he brings the Irish over, and there's this battle. The Irish are, are running at the Scots, so there's mm-hmm. supposed to be this like, big battle. And it looks oh. really intense, really intense. Like, there's going to be this major clash, and all of a sudden they stop, and they're shaking hands, and because they're all just cousins. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and, and uh, Longshank is like, Longshank goes, Dad gum Irish. Because <laughs> I think on that island, there's just a lot of yeah. mixing and mingling of, and then, of yeah. course, the... The Norse come over and they've got their their bread in there too. So I always like the scene where they're at the bat, at the end of the battle fa- battlefields and the Scottish uh, all turn around and lift their yeah. things to <laughs> show their ass. In. <laughs> <laughs> and we digress rapidly. <laughs> well, let me circle back to the recipe. Yeah. Circle back to the recipe. Well, knowing that we did have this conversation about tea, I brought a recipe about a, a maple cinnamon latte. Well, I don't think anything's going to top the, the food that he just explained at Maybe Manna's. I should just skip the recipe. Right. Now, I just do have to put in here about the English food because I do come across a lot of people that go, hey, your food isn't very good in England, is it? And I'm like, where, one, where did you hear it? Because we just talked about some of that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of meat. The traditional is a lot of meat and potatoes, like America, you know, how we'd... But I asked people, where, how do you know that? Where are you coming from? They said, well, I've been over England and it sucks. You know, that's what they say. And I'm like, where did you eat? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, and they were, you know, they've gone to the hotel. They, it's the typical. Arrive in the yeah. airport in London. I've been to London. We, they stay at a hotel in London for maybe two days. And the first thing they do at night, they go to the pub that's local. And it's like, here, if you go to a pub, are you going to get really good food? Yeah. Right. So I just, anybody out there going to England, if you hear bad stories about food, just ignore it. Because when you get there, it's amazing. Just ask the concierge or wherever and find some decent food because mm-hmm. there's amazing food in England. Well, and, and I would, what I love to do when I go to any city is I always ask the locals where's the best place to eat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they the know. locals will guide you to the good places mm-hmm. where all the tourist guides will not guide you there. Right. Absolutely. And if you just walk out of the hotel, of course there's a British pub because you're in England. But is it a really good <laughs> British pub? Probably not. And there's a lot of terrible pubs too. Yeah. 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 Well, we've had such a great conversation. I am going to skip the recipe. Oh, are you? Well, oh. for, for a second oh, Yeah, time. sorry. I just completely. No, you're good. It's all bait. It's all bait. You're <laughs> mad. Shut him uh, down. So, well, you started with the fall. I'm, I'm really don't hungry now. I don't think me. I can hear, the, hear about the last. Nobody wants point. to take blame for no. Hey, Bob, sorry, no recipe today. I know. I had my camera ready and everything, Bob. No, it's okay. We'll we'll circle back. This was just a fun talk about. I just want to make sure we leave time for the yeah. real discussion. We got off track real quick for the first eleven minutes here. Yeah. Uh, well, the one thing we now. didn't get to last week because we were having so much fun talking to Marianne is we didn't get to the little timeline. Oh, well, something very mm-hmm. interesting that happened in that timeline that's actually going to play into today. Okay. So what I was going to mention last week is within the King of Cancer timeline, we do these clinics where we bring some speakers in and, and people can come sit and listen. And we wanted to do one with some actual vendors you could go talk to. Yeah. We had a beautiful plan laid out in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then March of 2020. Uh-uh. <laughs> So we had to just keep rethinking, are we going to keep doing these clinics or not? Yeah. Well, then Governor Brown released, uh, relaxed the rules, and she said, if you, if you have a place that has 200-plus seating capacity, because every place I'd gone before that was smaller, right? Well, guess what the seating capacity is at Honky Tonks? How much? 101? 200-plus. I mean 201? Uh-huh. I guess oh, it's nice. 201 or something like that. So I went to Diana, and I said, hey, you guys match the 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 – 
requirements. And so on, and the date's really interesting, on July the 18th of 2020, we hosted a clinic where we had eight vendors in her back lot and 35 people came in and listened. Uh huh. July the 18th was exactly two years from the day Brent and I started this. Oh, wow. Mm. That's crazy. Because we started on July the 18th, 2018. Yeah. So on our two-year mark, we found a way to do one of these clinics. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought what would be kind of fun today is to kind of walk through some of the things that happened during those first two years. Okay. And today, again, today is the, the first Saturday in September, so mm-hmm. we're still doing our Do Not Let Them Die in Vain. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I could share a couple of stories. Yeah. But not their stories. This is a tribute from someone else writing in. Okay. Does that work for you? Absolutely. <clears throat> so if you go back to 2018, again, the first go team was Brenda. Mm-hmm. And then we had to tell, well, what what are we doing here? What is this actually started that we began? <clears throat> and then I get this really random message from Brenda because we, we made a Facebook page called Help Team Brenda. Right. And she got a message from someone who lived in Newburgh. Okay. And she says, do you know a person named Marissa? I didn't know who Marissa was. Right. But Brenda assumed that I did because they were in Newburgh. Marissa, for the listeners that have missed her story, um, Marissa had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She had heard that cryoblation was an option. Mm -hmm. So Marissa did a Google search for cryoblation. Brenda had just put a story on our Facebook page about cryoblation. Oh, so it linked to... And Google her. connected the two together. Yeah. I called it a... I like how that works. I, I, instead of a Google... I said that was a God search. There you go. <laughs> yeah. a Google search. But that's how Marissa found Brenda found you guys. in Arizona. And if you see a picture of Brissa, Brenda and Marissa, they look very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, their, their cancer was both in the left. There was a lot mm. of connections that yeah. God put together. Um, Marissa did not go into palliative care, which we talked about the last time Scott mm-hmm. was here. Um, but she did choose to do treatment at home. Um, she did, she really worked hard to get her body alkaline because the cancer did come back. When it came back, her treatment the first time was not an option. And chemo was the option, which she didn't want. She was adamant she wanted to do chemotherapy. Yeah. So she just worked very, very hard to keep her body alkaline. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, she did ultimately pass... But Brenda wrote a beautiful tribute. Brenda wrote it? Brenda wrote this. That's awesome. I thought maybe I could read this to you. Brenda says, late 2015, my husband and I were on a prospective fundraising visit to a breast cancer in Palm Springs, California, to prepare for a proposal for investors to fund their thermography and cryoblasion machines. I was the test subject of his thermography machine which is when I learned of the breast cancer that had settled in my body. We researched the option of cryoblation, a procedure of killing cancer cells through freezing using liquid nitrogen pumped into the cancerous tumor and prayerfully considered as an option for my situation. Even though this procedure ultimately was not a good fit for my type of tumor, the information turned out to be invaluable. Serendipitously, In her own search for information on cryoblation, Marissa, in Newburgh, Oregon, ran across the cryoblation article I had posted on our Kicking Cancer Facebook page. Excited to find another like-minded friend going through breast cancer concerns at the same time as myself, she and I became fast friends. I love that. 
in our pursuit of health through research and taking control of our own bodies. Each encounter I had with Marissa was filled with new knowledge she had gained and needed to share as she pursued health of her own body with the cancer that continued to grow. With so many remedies for cancer, we were excited to learn from each other's experiences and glean what each had learned since our last visit. Marissa was a beacon of hope, a hope, a ray of light, even the optimist, I'm sorry, ever the optimist, full of life and love and compassion, and only to share all she had discovered. Meeting for the first time in person in October 2018, we, in, we were overjoyed to receive huge life-giving hugs and could not stop sharing stories. I love recalling the moment I could present her with her Go Team Quilts for Kindness gift. Staying, staying in frequent contact via Facebook, text, and occasional phone calls, we support each other with prayers through trials and tests, through ups and downs, through discoveries, disappointments, and victories. Our last in-person encounter was just this October, 2020, when I was humbled to spend a couple of hours interacting with Marissa at an anti-cancer presentation I delivered while on my visit to Oregon. In addition to her beautiful countenance lighted up the room and her generous, hard-earned knowledge she so freely shared, it was beautiful to experience to see her son, Elliot. What a gentle and kind young man with a giant spirit and loving heart. She was surely... She has surely blessed the world with a huge piece of herself in loving legacy of her beautiful countenance. Marissa will forever be missed. Do not let Marissa die in vain. That's a great st- yeah. uh, Wow, she did really, really well putting yeah. that together. Yeah. And these are the things that I think um, when you hear stories like that, just the one that it was the optimism in there, the, the fight, the, the I'm just going to you know, keep going. Um, and it, when you hear those stories, that the, the worry is, seems like it's taken out in, in, in the process that person is thinking. This is something I don't know if I've even shared, um, but uh, in 2004, I was diagnosed with, um, uh, with melanoma. And uh, I'm a big worry wart. You know, I worry about the silliest things. Losing my keys, you, you, you won't stop me trying to find my keys. If I can, I'm, I'm just, where is it, where is it, where is it, until I find it. Um, when I got diagnosed with that, this strange thing went over me where it was this part where I thought I would just be fixated on it completely and just get depressed and worried and can't do anything about it. But the fact that I can't do anything about it it changed. It's like, well, this is what it is. I've got to do what I've got to do. Mm-hmm. But it didn't hang over me like I thought it would. Yeah. Now, mine was quite minor. I, you know, I had the treatment. I had the surgery. Uh, I had the sort of the keep, they, they're like pills. Um, and I went into remission. So it wasn't, uh, I was, it wasn't a long period. But I went through a period that I understood, hey, I've just got to move on. With somebody in a situation higher than that and what we've just discussed, that's got to be a drain. But, I yeah. can, but, the, but when you see the inspiration and the optimism and the fight, it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and the friendship that they built on it and how they leaned on each other in support of each other and one another. And, and hundreds of miles apart. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the time, Brenda was still in the Phoenix area and right. Marissa was still in Newburgh. Yeah. So that's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we'll, they found each other. I am too. And I do, uh, I've done it before where we've done the, the, um, the, the cancer, the walk the, oh, that yeah. they do. And mm-hmm. um, when you're at those events, as you talked about in some of these events that go on, it's being around it. Mm-hmm. Is amazing too. It is. It's to a feel the, good to see the survivors, to see the people that are still in it and doing what they are doing to get that awareness to build. Even they're trying to get the awareness, even though they're going through it, to get other people to just understand what this com- sort of a community of people are mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. a little, like a family. Mm-hmm. They well, rally around one another. No, he just took your title as Segway Queen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I so, gave him an evil you, you, eye. You talk about the awareness walk, which is what leads into 2019. So early 2019, it was Go Team Dave. Mm-hmm. We've met Dave Wentz. Oh, yes. Which I got to tell you, that if, if, for those that you, you can't see from the radio, but the look on your face when you finally got to meet Dave Wentz, that was such a that was, an amazing interview. That was really awesome. And then when quarter two rolled around, <clears throat> was about the time that I had met Danny Warren. Okay. Simultaneously, there was a second submission for Rachel Brettbrunner, who we told her story. Yep. She trips, she falls, she hits her knee, she's got <laughs> bone cancer. No. So we decided to do a combined event, one to remember James, who died from bone cancer, and one to support Rachel, who had bone cancer. Mm-hmm. And so we went down to Corvallis. Um, one of our board members, Cheryl Good, helped organize this, and we just did this walk. It wasn't a relay for life. It wasn't a 5K run. It was relay for walk. life. Sorry, I just it yeah, just that yeah. was bottom. <laughs> and so we just did a walk. We we started at the Bymart there in Corvallis near Philomath, and we just walked this big loop. And if you were there to support James or Danny, then you wore a blue shirt. Okay. And if you are there to support Rachel, you had a yellow shirt. Okay, so you could tell them apart. Yeah, so mm. because they both had bone cancer, we had them all in yellow. And so the the one who had the bone cancer, so I said to, I said to Danny, well, what was James's favorite color, which was blue? So Danny's team had blue and... Rachel's team had yellow. Okay, that's But they awesome. all walked for a reason. Well, then I turned to Danny a little bit later, and, and, oh, and all of those shirts, by the way, all those shirts on the back of them had a legacy. Okay? So every year we have picked somebody. Mm-hmm. Those shirts I'm wearing now has David Gilbert. And, that, and every shirt that year is an honor of somebody who passed away. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so I asked Danny if she would write a little tribute to James, and she talks about... Cancer affects the whole family. Mm-hmm. She says, why does kicking cancer have legacy teams? I guess you would say that cancer doesn't just affect the person affected with it. Often work is interrupted or even halted for the individual battling cancer. This and increased expenses from medical bills, prescriptions, travel to hospitals and clinics, time off from work, etc. can create a financial strain on the whole family. Additionally, it is also common for family members to become caregivers for their loved ones, which has all kinds of ramifications, even for the health of the caregiver. Mm-hmm. In my situation, I lost my husband James to bone cancer. I worked two jobs during the four and a half years that James battled bone cancer in order to make ends meet. Gosh. 
James's surgeries, hospitalizations, and recovery time made it impossible for him to work consistently during those years. James lost the ability to walk for the last part of his life, so I had to leave my full-time job as the recreational sports department at the Oregon State University and quit my part-time job as a pastoral counselor at a Christian counseling agency in order to stay home providing 24-7 custodial care for James. That's draining. Very draining. We lived on small disability payment, prayers, and the generosity of friends and family that year. When James passed, the disability was gone because he was an ex-Marine. There was no insurance, no bank account, or nest egg to fall back on. But bills and debt still had to be paid. Instead of grieving my loss, I was forced to throw my energy into figuring out how to survive and keep a roof over my head. My situation is not unique. Cancer affects the whole family, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, something that I deal with quite a lot with just families um, when we go on to hospice and things like that is that exact thing is where we can burn out in caregiving and there's not enough support. And, you know, we have uh, government supports with people that just have nothing. Mm-hmm. But when you're in this situation where you were, or not you were, but the where um, this guy was, there is no support. It's just everything's drained. It and is. then the families can burn out because they don't get the caregiving they need. All right, I'm going to have to stop We're going to pick that up in the second half. So I'm going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor for this first half, which is Odd Mo's Pizza. And I am requesting you guys go down there for lunch and dinner, and you will not be disappointed. And you will thank me. 